This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. You know, oftentimes couples come, they're at a low point, they just got into an argument, and they're talking about all the bad things that are going on in their marriage. My husband yelled at me, my wife forgot to do the laundry, she forgot to do this, and they're all yelling and screaming. You know, I told her she should pick up the cleaners, I told her a thousand times, and they're at a low point, and they're throwing all the negativity onto the table, and if you'd sit down and make a list, you would just have two lists of people looking negatively one at the next. And often you try to prod them and push them and say, maybe you could think of one thing, anything. Give me one good thing that your spouse did for you recently. And so often, unfortunately, people, they're, they're thinking, they're thinking, I, I can't, I, I just, I can't, I can't think of anything. If you look in Parshas Pinchas, you see one of the most fundamental principles in life and specifically when it refers to marriage. Now, there's a sefer called Levelio written by Ravelli Lapian, and it's a, an unbelievable sefer which deals so much with the regesh, the feeling, the emotions that we, go, that we go through and we deal with on an everyday basis. So it's worth looking at this because so often, if we just had one ingredient in our lives and in our marriage, it could completely turn things around. The Pasuk says in Parshas Pinchas that Hashem commands Moshe to go out and fight the Minyanim, right? The Minyanim. So it's a very famous story. Go, go back and fight against Midian. And we know, if you look through the Pesukim, that Moshe himself did not go out to fight against them. And the Medrash points this out, and the Medrash says, you know what? It's true. Moshe didn't feel that he should be the one to leave the battle against Midian. Why not? Because Moshe said, This is what Moshe said. I grew up in Midian. When I ran away from Mitzrayim, I went to Midian. Does it, does it pass? Is it, is it correct for me to go out and fight against them? They, they took me in. I was a refugee. They took me into their country. Does it now make sense for me to go out and wage a war against Midian? And Moshe says a mushal. He says, Bar A bar well that you drink water out of it. Does it make sense to go throw stones into that well? So it sounds very nice. What is Moshe saying? He's saying there's an Indian of Hakarasatayf. Look, they did something that was so nice for me. How could I go back and fight a war against them? Now, that sounds that sounds nice. But Ravelli Lapian is bothered by a question here. He says, that, that's, that's very, very nice. And that's a nice sentiment. You know, these people took me in. I mean, what do you want? You want me to go fight a war against them? That just doesn't make any sense. He says, I don't understand something. Hashem gave you a commandment. Hashem came to you, Moshe Rabbeinu, the An of Mikal Adam, the Navi that nobody, Aleichem Navi Kamesha. Hashem comes to you, to you directly and he says to you, Go fight the Midyanim. Where do we see this license for Moshe Rabbeinu to go out and to say, you know, I, I like, it's, it's a good idea, I should go fight Midian, but you know what's even better? They, they took me in, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to fight them myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let somebody else, I'm going to let Pinchas go lead this war. This war is not for me. What do you mean? Hashem just came to you. Hashem just commanded you straight out. Go fight Midian. 
Surara Samidyanim, go fight against them. And you might just, nah, you know, this is all, this is all very nice, but it's not, it's not, it's not really, it's not really for me. Now, Revelia answers this in such a, an unbelievable way that if we take this to heart, it, it, it will completely change the way that we look, not just at our spouses, but sort of at our lives and look at, we could realize the things that we have in our lives. He quotes the Navi. Navi in Shaiftim, it talks about Gidon. And Gidon was one of the Shaiftim. He went and he helped Klal Yisrael a lot. And at the end of the story, after Gidon passes away, the Pasuk says, that they forgot about Hashem. Once he passed away, they started swaying away from Hashem. And also, the Pasuk mentions, they didn't do chesed with Givon's family. So Givon was the was the shayfet, he was the leader, and he helped them out tremendously. And after he passed away, there was two things that happened. One was that they started going away from Hashem, they were starting to do Abedazar and other things. And number two was that they stopped doing, they, they didn't do chesed with Givon's family. He was the leader. He, he died, they just said, eh, your family, forget about them. So says of Ali Lapian, he says, no, no, no. He says, those two psukim are one and the same. They forgot about Hashem. They stopped following Hashem. And a part of that was that they didn't do chesed with Givon. Meaning to say is that a basic principle in every one of our lives is the concept of chesed, which comes about through a feeling of hakar Meaning I feel so much hakar to what you did that I'm just spurned to do goodness right back to you. I focus on the positive and then through that focus, it, it, it pushes me that because you did so much for me and I could recognize the things you did for me, now it pushes me to go out and do more for you. Now he says, now wait a minute. Who's the one, who's the one who came up with this whole chajman? It was Moshe. Now let's go back in history. Moshe was the one who when Hashem came to him and said, Dam, Tzvardea, Kinim, Moshe said, um, maybe I shouldn't be the one to be hitting the water. Why not? Because when I was a baby... They put me in a basket in the water, and the water saved my life. And Hashem said, you know what, you're right. Aaron should be the one to go out and perform the th- first three makos. Why? Because you, Maisha, have an inyan of hakara satayv to something which is not even going to recognize it. Talking about water. So Maisha came along now, and Maisha said, okay, I have a little kavachimer. You, Hashem, told me years back that I was correct in making a cheshven when I didn't want to do Dam Svardeya and Kinim, what are you going to say now? You're going to tell me to go out and fight Midian? It's not possible that that is the Tzivoy Hashem. It's not possible that that's what Hashem wants from me. The only thing that's possible is that Hashem wants me to facilitate the fight against Midian. Oh, I have to facilitate it? I could facilitate it. Pinchas, you go out and fight against Midian. But for me, Moshe, to go out, it absolutely does not make any sense. And he brings a Gemara. The Gemara says that there was a Maised, the Talmud Sherebeliezer. Student of Rebeliezer is walking through the forest. And he sees over there a stone which Rebeliezer used to sit on when he was teaching Torah to his Talmudim. So he's walking through the forest and he sees a rock. And everyone's walking through the forest and they see a rock. And Rebeliezer sees this rock. This Rebeliezer's Talmud sees this rock. And he remembers 
that his Rebbe used to lean on this rock when he used to give them a share. Rebbe Lezer used to sit on this rock, and then years later he's walking, he sees, oh, that's the rock that my Rebbe, Rebbe Lezer, used to sit on when he used to give me share. And it's brought down. Naflu al ha'even, he fell on the stone. And he was hugging and kissing the stone. And he said, From this stone, we learn Torah. What do you mean from this stone you learn Torah? You didn't learn Torah from the stone. You learned Torah from your Rebbe. That's how far Hakara Satayv goes. Not only, the stone didn't do anything for him. If the stone wouldn't have been there, he would have most probably sat on another stone. He would have leaned against the tree. Maybe he would have even just sat on the ground. But he said, no, you did something for me. How did you do something for me? Because you were a part of the puzzle that my Tyra came to me through you. How? Because my Rebbe used to sit on you when he was teaching Tyra. What an unbelievable idea. So often couples come and they say, could you think of something your wife did for you today? My wife did something for me? I don't know what you're talking about. Think about it a little bit. And so often they, they, you can't think of anything because you're in such a bad place. The Parsha is teaching us that having Hakarasa Taiv is not, oh, you know what she did for me? She surprised me. She picked me off. She took me to Miami. We ate dinner. Then we got on a boat and we went to Aruba. No, 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 no. That's, that's not Hakarasa Taiv. That's, that's great. That would be wonderful. I think most people would be like, yeah, that would be an amazing wife, amazing husband. That, that's not how far you have to do something for your spouse to earn Hakaras Ataiv. Hakaras Ataiv is, there's a stone on the ground that somebody sat on. I have Hakaras Ataiv. Maishra Abenu, years and years before Midian takes him in. Midian now is a terrible nation. They're going out to war. Klaishra is going to defeat them. They're going to fight against them. Nevertheless, there's an Indian of Hakaras Ataiv. How often does your wife do something nice for you? How often does your wife take care of your children? How often does your husband go to work for the family? How often does somebody pick up your cleaners? How often does somebody do anything that makes your life a little better, a little easier? And if you could focus on that for just one minute, your marriage is going to grow. I'd like to invite you to visit a website called marriagepro.co.co. And on that website, you could find a systematic way that you could improve your marriage and take it from level to level to level. And in the meantime, focus on one good thing that your spouse did. And I could promise you, there are 10 or 50 or 100 good things that they did in the last short while, that if you really put your mind to it, if you sat down and you started thinking about all the positive things that your spouse did to you, you're going to feel an amazing sense of akara satayv to your spouse, to Hashem for giving you that spouse, and that's going to push you to do chesed with your spouse, to be good to them, to be kind to them, not to yell at them, to build them up and to bring your marriage to another level. Because akara satayv is one of the main, if not the main, ingredient in a marriage. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.